Shizzo on the Rizzoed. Um, welcome to the panic attack with Big John. I am your host, Big John. What a surprise that are. Let me take my glasses off. Get up here, Haley. Don't sit on my notepad. Lay on your pillow. Um, so, after I'm done talking to my dog... Uh, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, interesting as of late. So, let's get the like, share, and subscribe routine out of the way. You know how that goes if you're a regular YouTube viewer. And, of course, you can do the same thing for the podcast. Um, moving right along, foot loose and fancy free, no, 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 um, it's been, it's been uh, a wild, wild time, I guess I'm going to do some different things just to change life up a little bit, um, in wrestling news, news that is good news, um, it's basically, in America anyway, um, the WWF and the All Elite Wrestling are about the only two live sports you can watch. Um, and they're really not live, they're pre-recorded. At least WWF. E is pre-recorded. Um, so, but, uh, I think it, different nights of the week, you know, they have this deal with Fox, and Fox has been airing uh, old uh, pay-per-view wrestlings wrestling matches, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, tonight's airing was the first ever all-women's pay-per-view called Evolution. And, uh, you know, for years now, WWE has been pushing this women women's rights, women's... Um, women athletes uh, and I like it pardon me you know um, for the longest time WWE um, when Johnny Ace or John Laronitis whatever you want to call him was uh, in charge of you know talent recruitment and whatever uh, you know he he would find women wrestlers or ring, what would you call them? Valets uh, from bikini magazines. 
And there was nothing wrong with that. But the wrestling matches were always like stupid things. Nothing, not an athletic competition. And uh, it was almost like Johnny Ace and Vince McMahon looked down on uh, a woman if she were athletic. Um, and so uh, since uh, Stephanie McMahon has gotten more of a uh, foothold in the company and more influence, you know, you've seen more women wrestlers. Um, her husband, Paul Levesque, or Triple H, as they call him, they all uh, have boosted women's wrestling in the WWE. So they called it the women's evolution, and then it was the women's revolution uh, in wrestling. And they stopped calling the women's division the divas, and they were just going to be known as superstars, because, you know, the word diva, you know, has a, a connotation, I think it means the B word in some other language, but, um, you know, it, it, uh, you know, the women's wrestling usually on a, a pay-per-view match or a card or whatever, it will steal the show more often times than not. Uh, the match with this match over the weekend, it was um, Charlotte Flair, Rick's daughter, versus uh, Rhea Ripley, who's a hot Australian, uh, big strapping young lady, and uh, Io Shirai. Uh, they were the best match. They were the headline of the NXT In Your House takeover, which was, uh, if you're a wrestling fan, it's worth a watch. I was kind of underwhelmed by it, but, you know, they were trying to shoot for a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour show, and most of it was pre-recorded, um... It, but there were moments and matches that were worth watching. Uh, the six-woman tag team match, which you know had six women, you know, two, you know, good guys and bad guys, and you know there was a woman on each team that had a separate feud going with a woman from the other team, uh, and the bad guys won. Sorry, spoiler. Um, or did they? Shoot, now i got to go back and watch it because I just confused myself. Well, anyway. So, uh, you know, the women are main eventing WrestleManias. Uh, this year they didn't because they didn't want to do a women's main event two years in a row. And, you know, Vince McMahon thought, well, since Ronda Rousey is not going to be there, uh, you know, it, it won't draw as well. And I think it would have, uh, you know, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Well, that may not have, eh, it, it would have for me, but maybe not for everyone. Um, but, that, you know, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte for the NXT Championship was... The best match of the night. Uh, and 
now they're starting to show a little more respect to the women's tag team division. There's a... How many women are in that match? I think there's four tag teams. Four women tag teams wrestling for the women's tag team belts this Sunday. Well, anyway, my point of this start out was uh, WWE was, well, no, Fox was showing the WWE Women's Evolution pay-per-view this weekend, or tonight. And I looked on Twitter, and I'm like, you know, WWE Evolution 2 is trending. And, of course, knowing what that meant, um, I was like, wow, they're, they're going to do a second WWE Women's Evolution pay-per-view. And actually, it wasn't something WWE put out. It's something that the fans started spontaneously as they were watching the original uh, Evolution all-women's pay-per-view. And so, you know, I tweeted WWE. I'd like to see, um, you know, some quote-unquote dream matches with, uh, you know, women from... Uh, the past whose athleticism was overlooked uh, versus the women of the present. And one of the matches I put up there was uh, Mandy Rose versus Trish Stratus. I don't know if this is going to happen, but these would be like my uh, dream matches. Um... Michelle McCool versus Charlotte Flair. That could be a, a, a good one. Michelle McCool is still in great shape. She's married to The Undertaker. Um, she still looks pretty gorgeous. And, um, of course, Charlotte Flair is Charlotte Flair. Uh, then, I, I don't know if Bertha Faye is still alive or not. I think she may have passed. So, I may, I may feel a little ignorant on this one. But I, I said I want to see uh, Nia Jax wrestle Bertha Faye. Uh, and I'll leave it at that. And then I told him, you know, work Medusa slash Alunder Blaze into the pay-per-view somewhere. Um, she's in her 50s now. She drives monster trucks. She was known in most of her wrestling career as... Medusa from the uh, AWA and WCW. Um, and WCW, of course, Eric Bischoff lied and told her that, you know, come dump the WWF Women's Championship in the trash can and we'll build a huge women's division and really take women's wrestling seriously. Uh, this was like in the mid late 90s, mid 90s, 96, whatever. And, of course, you know, Medusa came back as Medusa and did it. And the th the bad thing about it, that, you know, her and Vince McMahon were good friends. And it kind of hurt Vince McMahon's feelings that she would do that. But at the same time, they, for budgetary reasons, uh, they released her, from, fired her, right? Laid her off, however you want to say it. And... She was their champion. 
and she had their belt in like in in her possession at her house. So of course, you know, if Eric Bischoff calls you up and offers you a big contract and you still have the women's belt in your possession and he says, Well let's you know, let's do something with the women's belt on national television, uh, you know, you're gonna do it. And uh, eventually tides ties were mended and uh, she's back and she's in the WWE Hall of Fame uh, where she should be she was a pioneer in women's wrestling uh, like I said going back to the days of the AWA which had to have been like the late 80s I forget when AWA went out of business um, but <clears throat> I remember watching her growing up and she was always, you know, really well-built, muscular. Um, and she was big in Japan, too. And if you can be, if as an American wrestler, if you can get over in Japan, you're a good wrestler. So uh, I think that WWE should do a women's evolution number two uh uh, pay-per-views. They're not really pay-per-views because they're on that network. And, uh, but anyways, a special attraction, special show, I don't know. I think they should start, just start calling them specials. Like, you know how there's the Charlie Brown Christmas special? Just call it a special. Or don't call it pay-per-view anymore. Special event, you know. And they all have a gimmick name to them anyways. Like, this Sunday's is Backlash. It's the Backlash from WrestleMania. Backlash. Oh, wow. Um, there was also a good rumor today that finally, we in wrestling, we might get the uh, dream match of Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. And I told my buddy, yeah, that if... They let Bobby Lashley go over, and the match lasts more than five minutes because Brock, I don't know how much steroids that boy is on, but he gets in there and, you know, he just sweats and sweats. Like, man, he's going to have a heart attack soon or something. But, uh, you know, if they can go for more than five minutes, I know Bobby Lashley can. But if Brock can go for more than five minutes, that would be a pretty awesome match. Dream match, as a matter of fact. You know, people ever since Bobby Lashley returned to WWE, they wanted to see that. And that was supposed to be a big thing for him at the beginning. And he came in with all this momentum. And then they just crushed his momentum. Like... They started doing these stupid things where he was feuding with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's a great wrestler, great character, personality, and all that. But putting him in a, a feud with a guy twice his size, and he does a, a skit where uh, Sami Zayn comes out, and there's like these three guys dressed up as Bobby Lashley's sisters. Oh my goodness. How stupid's WWE sometimes? Um, so that you know was pretty cool. We might get Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. 
there will be a good uh, pay-per-view show this weekend. Uh, the greatest wrestling match in history, Randy Orton versus Edge. Uh, two great wrestlers, no doubt. Um, will it be the greatest match of all time? Mm, no. But uh, anyways, that was your 15, 16 minute wrestling update. Well, well, well. We couldn't get through anything without talking about George Floyd, right? So, um, you know, the last couple weeks, uh, you know, have been eye-opening to me. A friend of mine played me a clip on a different uh, program broadcast uh, that we did together. He um, played a picture or a clip of two pastors, a, a white guy and a black guy that were friends. Um, and the the black the white guy says, you know what what can we do to make make this right? What can we do to you know um, make the black community feel better and whatever. And the black pastor said, well, you can give me my 40 acres and a mule. Uh, and I kind of took, you know, that was a, a joke, but I was like, well, you know, he's kind of right. You know, the government's been lying to black people ever since uh, they promised every black person 40 acres and a mule. No black person who was freed from slavery and whatever ever got 40 acres and a mule <clears throat> that I read I've never read about in a history book. I've read about the promise but never read read anywhere that anyone actually got it. I could be wrong. Um <clears throat> but uh the George Floyd things, you know, I you know, I don't like Reverend Al Sharpton, but you know and I saw a headline I didn't hear her say it myself but I did you know hear somebody mentioned where uh, or I saw a headline pardon me where uh, George Floyd's sister was pushing for the disbanding of the police um, you know and this is a roller coaster of emotions because I watched a man die on a video um, and there's no doubt in my mind he was he was murdered, uh, you know, intentionally or not, you know, he was murdered. Uh, and I know a lot of police are good people. I back the police, um, but I black I back black people too. I don't want to say Black Lives Matter as an organization, even if it's not a tight-knit, top-down, run organization. You know, I do, uh, back, you know, I, I like the NAACP, um, but, man, George Floyd's had three funerals. I had two separate friends who died, and I couldn't go to their funerals. You know, thousands of millions of kids across America this year didn't get to have a graduation. But we can pack celebrities, and they weren't his friends. 
they're just there because they su they support a cause. Okay, you know Al Sharpton's there because he's getting paid. You know, but I I've heard that you know the memorial services are moving and. Uh, my friend told me that well, he told everyone listening that we should go back and and watch these. He's watched all three of these memorials, and uh, he said they're very inspiring and emotional. And and you know, my eyes have been open to a lot of things uh, in the last week. You know, it's gone from you know I have black friends and I support my friends and I hate everything about racism. To realizing, you know, there's still uh, maybe more racism out there than I realize. Um, maybe these people who, you know, when I was a kid, the dictionary said racism means you hate everyone from the other race. Uh, and that you want a total separation of the races. And somebody told me that uh, a black guy that I don't... I don't care for anymore but it's just one black guy and it's not because he's black it's because he's an asshole um, he was trying to tell me well you know uh, under your definition of racism nobody could ever be racist and I'm like no you dumbass there that read a freaking history book it really was that way at one time and just because you know, we've moved away from Jim Crow laws and the uh, segregation of schools and, and things of that nature, segregation of public buildings, doesn't mean there's not racism out there. Doesn't mean that, you know, uh, well, like this black pastor that I started out talking about, he went on to say that to his white pastor counterpart, when you get pulled over by the police, you worry if you're going to get a ticket or not. I worry if I'm going to live. Uh, so you have a whole black community that feels that way. And, you know, I, I dealt with this the other day with a state trooper. Uh, not the other day, a while back, a couple months ago. Um, I... I guess I failed to yield like I was in this turn lane and the light in the turn lane went from green arrow to yellow arrow uh, to no arrow so I still had the right to make my left turn but there the cars on the other side of the road their light turned green and they started coming towards me and I had to make the decision, do I hit the brakes hard or do I just continue with my turn? I felt I was safe enough to continue with my turn. The state trooper who was sitting at a, another red light didn't see it that way. Uh, so he pulled me over for failure to yield. And he said, you know, when I saw you, you weren't wearing your seatbelt. And I'm like, yes, sir, officer. I was wearing my seatbelt. And he's like, no, you weren't. I'm like, yes, I was. And I I had a passenger with me. I turned to them and I said, I had my seatbelt on, didn't I? And she was like, oh, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. In other words, shut up and leave me. Don't leave me out of this. You know, she was scared. Um, 
So I, I was like, okay, officer, I'm sorry. Maybe I didn't have it on. I, I don't know. Um, I had it on while I was sitting there talking to him because he said, you know, did you put it on after you saw me? And whatever. Uh, in fact, I, it was at the point where I was like, I hate to be accused of doing something I'm not doing wrong. I knew I failed to yield after he said it. I wasn't thinking that when I made the turn. I just, I I forgot there was even a law like that. Um, but I almost said to him, I would rather get a ticket for failing to yield than the seatbelt because I was actually breaking the failure to yield law. Now, my friend pointed out to me tonight, and it's another, this friend of mine, who cares? Uh, he pointed out to me that, you know, we as white people can argue with a cop. We've, you know, dealt with cops that are a little bit pissy like this state trooper I dealt with. Um, we can push them to a certain limit, but a, a, that a black person cannot. Um, but that being said, you know, not all cops are bad people. Uh, I back the blue. Um, there are tweets. I'm, I've gotten bad about reporting tweets and memes to Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, Gabrielle Union is gorgeous. Man, Dwayne Wade, D. Wade's got something there, buddy. Um, there was a, a police union president gave an impassioned speech that, you know, there are 300 million interactions between the police and the public, and the vast majority are peaceful and, you know, nothing goes wrong and so on. And in between, she posted a video from somebody else where in between his words, they're showing pictures of cops pepper spraying people, uh, cops hitting people in riot gear. Well, the cops don't show up in riot gear unless you're rioting. Um, and, you know, this this is, you know, a lot of BS. You know, the cop doesn't pepper spray you um, unless there's a reason to. You know, if a cop tells you to disperse... You need to disperse. You need to leave the scene. Uh, you know, the person that this cop pepper sprayed in her this video she retweeted uh, was screaming in the cop's face. And, you know, that's not, to me, that's not the cop, pardon me, it's not the cop's fault. And by the way, I think the, I only watched like two clips of like, one second clips of officers pepper spraying and hitting someone. And I think both the people were white. The white woman got pepper sprayed and some scrawny little Antifa white guy got thrown around uh, by a billy club wielding cop. Um, but they, they're trying to blame this George Floyd rioting, protesting rioting on everything now. It seems like every week 
I do this or I see a headline that this was the deadliest weekend in Chicago, right? Deadliest weekend in Chicago history. Like going back to maybe 2019, 2000, definitely the beginning of 2020. <coughs> At least once a month, the news reports a. I gotta take a cigar break, guys. A new deadliest weekend in Chicago history. Well, they outdid themselves this weekend again. There were Let's read here. 92 people shot and 27 killed. Now that tops the previous record of, I think it was 94 shot and 24 killed. There's, there's going to be a link in the description on uh, YouTube that uh, it actually maps out, gives the name of... And the sit, I don't know if it gives the situation, it gives the race, it gives the vital statistics of every person killed in Chicago in 2020. And it gives, there's a map, so as you're scrolling down the names, a red dot comes up on this map that coincides with the person's names. So you can see, and it's a, it's a cluster, it's not... I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say it, it's the map. The dots overlap each other a lot. And it seems like it's in a cluster kind of area. And the majority that I saw were black. And it was black on black crime and shootings. So the weekend in Chicago was bad. Starting Monday, I think the first death was at 1.30 a.m. Monday in Chicago in 24 hours 18 people were killed. And this was not police on black crime. This was, you know, me or you as an individual killing another individual. And the mayor in Chicago is worried about churches reopening under her stay-at-home orders. Uh, somebody brought up to her at a press conference about, you know, protests in the suburbs. And, you know, are you thinking about, I think it was about disbanding the police like the idiots in Minneapolis are talking about. Uh, but, you know, she... She told the person, thank you. And the guy said, I didn't want to thank you. I want an answer. And she said, you know, in a very sharp tone, angrily, if you think we haven't already thought of that and have a plan for, I, don't, I can't remember what his damn question was. I shouldn't have even brought it up. But she was snotty with someone. And she's been very, like, obnoxious. And we're going to enforce justice if you 
don't obey these stay-at-home orders. This is, you know, a plague and a pandemic and blah, blah, blah. You got a pandemic of freaking murder in your city, lady. What are you doing about that? My God, 90, 92 people were shot. 27 souls lost their lives. 18 people in 24 hours alone. And you, you know, what was, what's she doing? They're, they're trying to blame, I read into this article that's linked in the description that, uh, you know, um, amidst, you know, on top of the George Floyd protests uh, where violence is incurred, you know, like this is, this is, this is every weekend in Chicago. I, I told you, almost once a month I read where Chicago had its deadly, deadliest weekend in history. You know? And, oh my God, I, I don't even know. I just know these poor souls are losing their lives and they don't deserve it. Chicago, you need a new mayor. Chicago, you need somebody that's tough on crime. I, I don't know what the hell to tell you. You know? They want to keep voting Democrat. And, you know, Chicago's been known as one of the most corrupt places. I'm not saying this woman's corrupt, but it's horrific what's happening to the poor souls in that city. You know, some of these people that uh, I saw that were killed were uh, teens. Some of them, you know, some of them were innocent victims. I mean, for the most, I should say for the most part, as far as I could see, they were innocent victims just caught in the crossfire of gang and drug shooting. Um, you know, one was a college student, one to work in the medical field, another was a teenager. Of course, when everybody dies, they become a saint. But, you know, it, it just seems like the, a lot of these people, nobody deserves to die this way. Nobody deserves to die of a, a drug overdose. Nobody deserves to die of gang shootings and drug money and blah, 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 you know. Um, so what's, you know, what's the gobbledygooker or whatever the hell she is in Chicago going to do about this, you know? Oh, ridiculous. Uh, uh, shame, shame, shame. And, you know... Barack Obama's on Twitter almost encouraging encouraging protesting and that's great. That's great. It's your right to protest. It's your right to assemble and petition the government for change. But why is it why is he not called for peace? Why is he not called for peace? in the streets. Why is Al Sharpton, uh, you know, they, they buried George Floyd in a, a gold casket paid for by, you know, celebrities that never knew the man. And George Floyd was no saint. He didn't deserve to die how he died. But, you know, three funerals and three motivational speeches from Al Sharpton. Uh, and Al never once called for these young black men to stop killing each other in the streets of Chicago. 
never called for an end to the violence and the rioting. Uh, you know, Barack Obama never has never called for an end to the violence and the rioting. He had a town hall meeting the other day online. <clears throat> Blame the police for everything. And yeah, four police officers are guilt, I feel, are guilty in Minnesota. You know, two crackers in Georgia who are playing cop are guilty for, well, I guess it's three crackers now. We had a cracker. Um, are guilty of playing cop and killing Ahmaud Arbery. But where are the black leaders and to call for peace? You know, now they're using the excuse that, well, we tried to be peaceful, we tried to talk to you and you didn't listen. Bullshit. Bullshit. Martin Luther King Jr. changed the world and never had to fire a shot or throw a rock. But his asinine son is on Twitter saying, no justice, no peace. Now other members of the King family have called for peace and peaceful protests like Martin Luther King Jr., was uh, famous for. I look up to that man. I don't look up to Al Sharpton. I do not look up to Barack Obama. And I so badly want to. I still like Jesse Jackson a little bit. He's, he, I haven't seen him out doing anything in this. I hope he's feeling well. But, it, you know, in 36 hours, Whatever 27 plus 18 is, I can't fucking add. You know, in, t in 36 hours, 27 plus 18 souls lost their lives. And uh, over 100 people were shot. Some of those people might, uh, that weren't killed by the initial bullet wound may die in hospitals. We don't know yet. 36 hours in Chicago, and the mayor has the police out giving citations to churchgoers for uh, disobeying her almighty stay-at-home order from a virus that's bullshit. Well, with that, today was Bill and Ted Day. Now, I said, what in the hell is... Oh, pardon me. I had a good bowl of chili a minute ago. Well, 40 minutes ago. Um, today was Bill and Ted Day. And I said to myself, I'm going to burp on YouTube. Um, <laughs> no, I said, what the hell is that? I guess Bill and Ted's... Back in, the, was it the 80s or 90s? Whatever the heck it was. When Keanu Reeves was like just an up-and-coming nobody... Before the movie, Cigar Break. Before the movie, Speed made Keanu and uh, Sandra Bullock famous. Keanu did this horrible movie 
But it was one of those movies was so stupid. It was funny. And the I don't know who played Bill and who played Ted, but it was called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And they're basically redoing the the movie from what I've seen. They somehow come across from what I remember this magic telephone booth. And most people nowadays don't know what a telephone booth is. But this is a nostalgia film for people my age that haven't grown up yet. I don't know if I'll go see it. I don't know if I'll watch it. I, I might. If I hear good things about it, I'll wait till it comes out on, you know, uh, whatever this thing is I'm watching now. Download um, and watch it online or something. But. <clears throat> this one's called um, Bill and Ted Face the Music. I saw a trailer for it today and, and it didn't really impress me. Uh, it, I mean, it just didn't look funny. It's, they're, you know, one of the things said, um, there's a lady saying, you know, 20 or some years ago you played a concert in front of the entire world or millions of people or something ridiculous. And that last night you played in front of 40 people and most of them were there because it was $2 taco night. So they're going to get into their phone booth and go into the future where they've written the greatest rock and roll song of all time and bring the song back with them so they can sing the like they're under this misconception basically that in the future they wrote the greatest rock and roll song ever but if they bring it back with them they'll sing the song and become famous again uh, you know I don't know it was like um, when it came out I think it came out on the heels or the coattail of the Back to the Future saga, uh, which I, I like all three Back to the Future movies. The first one's always the best. Um, can't always say that, but anyways, the first Back to the Future was the best in my opinion. Uh, but the uh, Bill and Ted, they did, you know, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and then there was Bill and Ted's bogus journey that flopped and I'm sorry for um, Keanu and Alex Winter I think you got another flop on your hands fellas but uh, today was Bill and Ted day so we can close out on a, a happy note and it said coming summer 2020 well summer 2020 is here and uh, some movie theaters are starting to open. They're being allowed by our stately gentlemen to reopen. Uh, in other words, the government's starting to let movie theaters reopen. Uh, but some may have, may have gone out of business because of all this nonsense. AMC says it's in trouble. Uh, they, they may be broke. But hopefully... Bill and Ted face the music 
can bring AMC Theater back from the brink of destruction. Yeah, probably not. So, <coughs> let me hack up a lung for one last time and uh, say uh, I love you guys. God bless you. Remember to pray for one another and uh, have a good day. See you next time on the Panic Attack.